0: Hello everybody and welcome to a Special Anfield Extra Podcast with myself Andy Kelly and today I'm joined by James Pearce. Hi Pearcey. Hi Andy. And uh, we're also joined and we're visiting with the one and only Mr Jan Mulby. Hi Jan. Hello
1: there, Andy, how are you?
0: I'm very good mate. Uh, I think we're all buzzing a little bit after last night's uh, win at Anfield. Um, the biggest game of the season, it was billed for Liverpool in the Champions League. Um, we all thought it was going to be Potentially a nerve-threading night, but it was anything but. And So we're going to have a chat about 7-0 win over Spartak, and we're also going to have a chat looking ahead. Um, the main reason we come over to see Jan to look ahead to the Merseyside derby on Sunday. Um, we'll talk about last night first. Jan, um, you were there uh, at Anfield. It had the potential to be a banana skin, and we shouldn't have taken it to the last game, should we? But once we actually got there, it
1: was there was a lot of great football to enjoy, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it certainly was. Uh, I didn't expect it to be, be sort of relatively straightforward, but you just never know. Uh, but I think we've learned the first goal in Liverpool's games is so important. If we take the game last Saturday at Brighton, it took a while, uh, and then once it comes, it completely changes everything, doesn't it? And it was the same last night. Once we got that first goal, you already sense, it. as a footballer you sense either when you're on top or you sense when you're up against us. And Liverpool straight away sensed, this is our game. And I think Sparta-Moscow straight away realised this is a game played in a whole different tempo and, and, and physical attributes to what they used to. So also I think they thought, we've got to come up with a plan B, plan C, plan D, and it just didn't have it. Uh, but I have to say that Liverpool as a team, when they're on top, they're as good as any team you'll see at exposing the opposition. You see loads of teams where teams are completely in, in control, but but it doesn't reflect the scoreline. But I think Liverpool are very good at when they're better at that. Also reflects the scoreline. Peter Young mentioned that
0: opening goal. Do you
1: think the penalty was a little bit soft,
0: or it, it was a silly good. challenge?
2: Yeah, I think he was asking for trouble when he committing that that. Check. You know, it was it was clumsy and a bit stupid as well, really, to just to collide with him in the way he did. I think. Salah was always going to go down, and I think I don't think every ref would have given that. But I think, yeah, I think I don't think the defender can have too many complaints because he was, it was naive. And as Jan said, you know this, that was the dream start, wasn't it? What could have been a nervy night. You know, once, once Liverpool were in front, they just never looked back. And I mean, yeah, I don't know what you think, but that I mean that the, the front four, I think any the way they played last night, I think most teams in Europe would have struggled to continue. Yeah, but
1: he they played together don't they? and yeah. I think there were some really good team goals uh, which is always nice to see it always reminds me of sort of in modern day football the Manchester United team in, of the 90s and 90s that there's half a chance but if you square it it's a 100% chances and we showed that with a couple of the goals yesterday yeah. I thought when Sturridge was cleaned through I thought obviously an opportunity for Sturridge to get a goal and he desperately needs goals uh, maybe not for his confidence but just to remind Klopp that he's still about isn't it? but he decided to square it because that is the philosophy of the team, isn't it? And it was the same with Coutinho, the uh, the, the, the second goal where Firmino. I mean, they, they almost toyed with with at That goal didn't they? and It was like a, a training ground routine when you got two extra men, and you just wait and you you expose the the, the space that there is. So yeah, it was. There was some really really good football we played. Yeah.
0: The I mean, we should probably start talking about individuals. The Coutinho became a. Our 958th penalty taker of the season, I think. Um, yeah. We seem to have. And I'm still not 100 <laughs> percent
1: convinced that he is a penalty taker either. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I mean, I don't like that run up. I know John Aldridge did it with great success, but I've never been a particularly great fan. But so he stared at the keeper. He was looking yeah, at the but keeper he had around the ball didn't he? Yeah, had A yeah. little brief stuff. In. I mean, I don't know where we're at with that law. Uh, whether that's still allowed or not, but I've never been a great fan of. I'm more of a great fan of a straight run up, and you know, but but he but he scored it and. So I would think that in the, in the, in the foreseeable future, uh, he will be our number one penalty
0: he, he, The team sheet arrived on and he was, he was captain. Mm. And we heard from Klopp, actually, that he'd actually Googled who, who was the most senior player in oh, the yeah. team. Yeah, he, he said he had to check when um, Felipe uh, arrived at, yeah, yeah. at Anfield. And, uh, and then, you know, I, I, funnily enough, he did exactly what I'd done before the game, just to see was there anyone else really who should have been captain ahead of him. Actually, he, he was the longest serving, yeah. if you looked at the rest of the team. Do the you goal. think if Mignolet would have played, do you think it would have been different? Yeah. I think probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would have been Mignolet. But he got the captaincy, and you can't argue
2: you can't that, argue with he, that what him. he
0: did, I mean, no. obviously his final goal, he didn't have the armband, because it had gone to Milner yeah, by yeah. then, but he's on the team sheet as captain,
1: and he scored a hat-trick. Yeah. Can we ask for any more, yeah? No, 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 And he, uh, he wasn't just a hat-trick, was he? He, yeah. he played very well, didn't he? And, the same at Brighton on Saturdays and he's twisting and turning, they have no idea whether he's coming or going. Uh, so he's he's an exceptional. I mean, the the players with awareness, even when they play with the back to goal of, you know, whether you wanna how you wanna shield the ball and what way you wanna go, is, is a fantastic ability to have, isn't it? And, he, and he has that. And it's it's something you can't teach footballers. It's just something you're born with. That ability to always know what the right decision is. There were just lovely little moments from
0: all of the pitch. I think my favourite actually was the his his hat trick goal, which obviously took a deflection. But in the run up to that goal, there's a turn he does in front of the Kenny Dugley stand, right yeah. on the touchline, to get himself running at players. And you know he was he was a joy to watch both on Saturday and again last night, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: he was. Yeah, I mean Spartak couldn't get near him, could they? I think. Um... I think the balance on the side was was spot on last night. I think it worked perfectly. It was almost it, it was literally a front four, really, wasn't it? With, with Mane and Coutinho pushing on, and then uh, into linking with uh, with Firmino and Salah. And yeah, I think after a slowish start to the season, obviously you know with everything that went on in the summer, we're now seeing Coutinho absolutely at his best. And you know, there's been times when he's been accused of going missing a bit on the big occasion, um, but certainly last night when Liverpool really needed him, he he stepped up, I think, you know, the only thing that, probably not a great surprise, but what was slightly worrying was obviously his post-match comments, um, where he was asked about his future, and again, you know, very non-committal, um, said he couldn't provide any guarantees, didn't know what would happen in January. Obviously, we fully expect Barcelona to test Liverpool's resolve again, but I think, Jan yeah, is fair to say that probably nothing's changed from the summer in terms of Coutinho's no, desire I, to
1: move on. Yeah, I think Barcelona still wants him. I think Coutinho would 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 like to play for Barcelona. I'm not sure he Coutinho want to move from Liverpool at all costs, but Barcelona is a big pull, so I don't think that's changed. But I don't think Liverpool's stance has changed either. No.
2: Uh, it might
1: change in the summer. Uh, we don't know, but in January it would make very little sense he
2: because he'd be cup tied anyway, wouldn't he? Yeah, for the Champions League, the but league.
1: League. but also in terms of. You know Liverpool are now through to the knockout stages, and they're in the top four of the Premier League. It's it's kind of what they wanted to achieve, isn't it? So, so I think holding on, certainly to the summer, would would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, and the those Fab Four, as we call them, you know, joy to watch last night. But we hear so often Coutinho is one of the players linked with you know possibly leaving, probably you know the one that most fans, I think are almost resigned to losing at the end of the
1: season. I think if um, you've got... The four of them now are all very, very... I mean, it depends on how you define world-class, isn't it? But the four of them are very close to being world-class, aren't they? So, if you've got four world-class attackers, they're going to be linked with clubs, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So, it, that
0: that hurts supporters, doesn't it? Because yeah. for most of the Anyone listening to this podcast will be... Fans, unless Liverpool they're straight, fans. they're Liverpool fans. And for them... There's nowhere better
1: than Anfield, no, and, but and fans were used to in the '60s, '70s, and there no, there was no other place. It wasn't just yeah. in the English game, was it? But also, if you compare it to Europe, why would you want to go anywhere else? But but things have changed, and players are coming from further afield. And we've always said about them South American boys, isn't it? You Not know, the Spanish clubs. The two Spanish clubs is a massive, massive pull.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, James, we just before we started recording, we were just speaking that Firmino was actually, the, you know, he's. In tremendous form at the moment he, he He's so involved in linking all the play But he tends to be the one Who's not linked with a move away Potentially perhaps because His numbers maybe don't look as yeah. startling Even though he is starting to rack up Some good numbers isn't he But he's also a, a more difficult player To assess at times Because so much of what he does Is about bringing other players into the play
2: Yeah I think I think he is under, underrated And probably underappreciated not, Certainly not by Liverpool fans or Jurgen Klopp, but certainly I think in in the in the wider game, um, yeah, it's strange that his name doesn't really ever crop up, does it? In terms of when when the speculation starts, but um, I, th- I think also you know, Jan was saying when before we started about how you know he wouldn't be the perfect fit for a lot of teams, but the, 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 the style that he, he that he is is the perfect fit for, for Klopp, and that's why you know Klopp. You know, I think he'd probably be the one. He was he'd be loath to lose above anyone else. I think because just of what what he contributes. And you know, again, we we saw last night. You know how selfless he was. The way he laid on laid on that goal for Coutinho when he. You know I think a lot of players would have would have shot. Um, and he just offers. I think Klopp was quoted a few weeks ago as calling him the engine of his Liverpool team. And I think that probably. Probably sums it up perfectly, and you know, his numbers probably haven 't been good enough to really catch the attention of a Barcelona or a real Madrid, but I think that's, what's that 's what 's at now twelve equals his best tally for the club and um, you know, he 's actually starting to look like a real number nine as well because that was the one criticism before that there wasn 't enough of an end product, but you know, he 's he's improved in all, all facets really
0: yeah, and one man who was missing from the engine room, if you like last night was Jordan Henderson. I have to say, I was surprised when the team sheet dropped. Um, In the programme, Henderson described it as a cup final game for Liverpool. Um, So for the captain himself, he must feel he was left on the bench for a cup final, in his view. Klopp spoke afterwards about it, tried to play it down, said he wanted fresh players, said Henderson will definitely play on Sunday in the Merseyside Derby, and basically said, I know someone's going to Write a story about this tomorrow about was you, uh, It was funny I'd actually already written half of it <laughs> when he said it um, And then you decided this is not a good idea <laughs> <laughs> no, no but I think the, When the manager says that he must know yeah. That leaving
1: the captain out of oh, yeah. that game Absolutely. Is a big decision But he also tried to, to deflate the whole story By then saying he will 100% yeah. play in the next game Yeah, uh, I think of, of the midfield players We've got the, the central midfield players it's, it's hard to say which is his preferred too. Yeah. Uh, but obviously since Coutinho's got back into the team whereas there used to be three of them now Coutinho is, is occupying one of those so it's very difficult to say what his preferred two are uh, but I think Jordan Henderson in, in whatever way he wraps it up to him, Jurgen Klopp and obviously I don't know what he'd have told him on, what he'd have told him on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday uh, but it would have been almost impossible for, you, for, for Jordan Henderson to make any sense of it and to be able to accept it you know, that's how you are as a footballer, isn't it? It's all very good when the manager pulls you aside and goes, Liz, I'm going to arrest you. And you go, no, 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 please, you know. Because that's not how you view it, is it as a player. Uh, so Jordan Henderson would have been extremely uh, disappointed. Obviously, playing in the next game will make up for some of that disappointment, isn't it? But, and it's also the way that the whole game has panned out, isn't it? You know, winning 7-0 and playing in the way that they did, isn't it? Yeah. You don't want to... If you're not playing, you want the team to win and play average that's just how it is isn't it you want the team to win 1-0 and everybody goes we missed you we could you have know? done with Jan in yeah, the middle of the pitch but that's, I mean, that's, that's how we are isn't it you, know, I mean, you want the team yeah. to win of course you want the team to win but you don't want them to play too well you know. and then Jordan will look back at that and go it was one game they probably couldn't afford to miss was it because of the way that they played with Hampton
0: do you think that any part of Klopp's decision making on it Jan was sending a message to Emre Chan, who we know is massively hesitating on signing a new deal I mean many for Lots James of talk normal. that he could potentially be able, about to sign with somebody else in January uh, a pre-contract. Where are, we,
2: where
1: are we on that, James? What do you? What is your gut
2: feeling? Well, the gut feeling is that he'll leave yeah. next summer. I, I, I don't think they're any closer to getting some any kind of agreement with him. I think.
1: Do you think I, it affects Klopp's thinking when he no, picks no, the team? No, I don't think no, it no, does. Actually,
2: no, do no, no. I think I think he's been pretty clear on that. That he said he was asked about it a few weeks ago, and he said, as long as Emre Chan doesn't give me any Indication that he's not one hundred percent committed as it, at the moment, then I'll continue to pick him. He said, um, and he said he hasn't had any indications of that. He has no reason to doubt is uh, his commitment to the cause. So it, it's been business as usual. I think I'm not, I am not. I think I don't think Klopp can do any more really to to try to show Emery Chan that he wants him to stay. I think he's made that abundantly clear. You know, you you know, he, t- he turned to him, didn't he, last last weekend to play at centre half. Again, you know, a really important role in midweek against Spartak. I mean, he's he's a, he's he's been a go-to man for Klopp for quite a while now, and Klopp will be loath to lose him. But what is it's, it? it? Well, it's the the major issue is the release clause that um, his representatives want. I mean, I asked Chan about it post Stoke last week, and he and he was pretty cryptic. Said, you know, he, I don't, you know, he didn't want to talk about it. He said, all I can say is it's not about money. Um,
0: See, lots of fans interpret not about money as it must be about playing. Then no, yeah. but,
2: but it can't, if, if his problem is playing too much, that can be the only issue with playing because he gets picked, doesn't he? He doesn't. I don't know what what is. What, no, that, I'm not. I'm not aware of any issue on that front. I think, Did, it's,
1: but it, it can be twofold, can't it? I mean, so money. But do you think he's under? Do you think he's almost like undervalued as a player? Do you think he feels?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he, he th- he's he thinks that he should be right yeah. in the higher yeah. echelons. Yeah. You know, he should be earning the same as as a Milner or a Coutinho, um, and at the moment he's probably earning around half that. Um, and I think Liverpool would be willing to to go close to what he wants in terms of wages, um, but they're loath to give him the release clause, which I, I don't know the exact figures, but I'm led to believe that that what the release clause would be, Liverpool think isn't representative of a player who would be earning hundred and fifty thousand yeah, okay, pounds a week. I understand, you right? know, because you they would be forty million plus. Yeah, though. it would be forty million plus and they would say, Well hang on a minute, if you're on Coutinho's wages, yeah, yeah. the release clause should be hundred million. Yeah. Uh and obviously his people would say, Well, no one's ever going to pay a hundred million for Emery Chan, yeah. you know, so
1: But then nobody's going to give him one hundred and fifty grand a week. No, guy, no,
2: exactly, is. exactly. But um so I think with every passing week that it drags on, the chances of him staying at Liverpool become uh, you know, even more remote, uh, and obviously now we're in a position where in, you know, in four weeks' time he we could sign a pre-contract agreement with with Juventus. But which... it
1: appears it's not affecting anyone, though, is it? No, it's not affecting Klopp. I don't think it's affecting how much way he's playing.
0: It doesn't seem to have caused any problem in their relationship, does it? It's you know, you don't see with Chan a player who you think he, he, he doesn't seem to me like someone who's Massively affected by that type of thing, you know. He's, he's just—he's
2: so self-confident. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's just Well,
1: it's maybe more self-belief, isn't he? But yeah. he, you know, he, he kind of goes, "But well, I can do this, guy." Yeah, I? yeah. Yeah, and he—he he will just—and he will believe
0: whatever decision he's come down to the is right absolutely yeah. the yeah. best decision for Emrah Chan. Yeah. And you get the impression that that's as long as that's <laughs> sorted, that's yeah. where he's at. And but and he will give you if you—he will give you one hundred percent while he's with you. But if his future for him he sees it being better elsewhere then he will make that where decision where would he go where would the interest be well I mean I think Juventus Juventus looks, not, looks the like a, the a big big type yeah I can actually strangely I don't know why this is but I, you, you can see him in a Juventus strip Yeah, uh, I, I know it's really <laughs> a really odd thing to say I but think the, he'd be a very good
1: Juventus player yeah, yeah. I yeah. He's, um, he's been a very good Liverpool player but I also think yeah. he would suit the Juventus uh, the way that they play
0: yeah and uh, I mean, and if that didn't work out, I'm sure there's suitors in Germany would 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 emerge as well. Um, you know whether whether that would be as as high as Bayern Munich, I'm not sure. You know, going yeah. back there, but uh, um, well, listen, we'll park Emre there. Uh, Yana wanted to obviously all last night's events were to get through to the last sixteen, yeah. and we've got you know Klopp described it as a sort of special, very strange year in the sense that. Having won the group, you might have thought there might be some, you know, lesser lights among the runners up. But parked in there, um, it's very much a half and half. Um, You've got Juventus, who we've just been talking about, Real Madrid, Madrid, and Bayern, and then those would be the three sort of star, sort of sexy names, if you like, in the draw. And then the other three: Shakhtar Donetsk. Porto Basel. and and Basel, oh God, Basel. Um, they, you know, I think somebody's actually worked out the probability of the teams that Liverpool can me. get, and know. apparently the two most likely because there's all sorts of you can't play yeah. countries which and, makes and, and compare who the others can get. It, yes, so we're least we're most likely to get Juventus or. Juventus is it Juventus or Real
1: Madrid I think it's
2: one yeah one of those two I'm trying to is it like an 18% chance it would probably make sense if
1: it was Juventus because they're the only Italian club left aren't they so yeah
0: I think it's Juventus or Madrid are the two most likely for us there's only 4% difference between the one that's most likely and least likely so um, so that's not a lot of difference so essentially there's three teams there who you would probably think Liverpool would go in as favourites against in terms of Porto, Shakhtar, Basil. and Basel, for all that Basel is still a name that sort of sends various, for loads of reasons. Yeah, well, for two there's two major reasons, isn't it? Is yeah, Champions
1: League exit and the, <laughs> uh, the Europa League final. Yeah,
0: um, and then you've got three teams who are star names, but may not be for me, just at, necessarily at the top of their game right now. I'd, uh,
1: I'd, after six and with us knowing that the second leg is at home Yeah. yes yeah. we get that as TOS group winners don't we Yeah. I'd, I'd take five of them right now I'd stay clear Bayern Munich uh, but I'd, I'd take Juventus or Real Madrid right now uh, Juventus for some reason hasn't quite found their form Real Madrid I think there's big changes on his way and we know what that means uh, so I would take five of them right now knowing that the second leg is at Anfield. for your quarterfinals is different if, you, if you're unlucky with the draw you play the second leg at home but knowing that the second leg is at home I wouldn't mind playing the events with it. Do
2: you think those those two-legged ties as well like two two years ago seemed to bring the best out of Klopp in terms of I think you know, it's really, a combination that European yeah, experience doesn't exactly. he I, I think
1: it's a combination isn't it, of, of Anfield as well isn't it you know
2: uh,
1: Anfield almost steals from you doesn't he you know you, you saw it with Dortmund a few years ago yeah. didn't we in a, in a game that was done and dusted you know what I mean and somehow the, Anfield just took that game away from them isn't it so it probably wouldn't have that same feeling if it was Basel, but if Juventus or Bayern Munich or Real Madrid rocked into town, isn't it? You know, the whole place would be upside down. You know, yeah. I'd still prefer one of the three lesser lights. Yeah, like of it course you would. Just, just because I've been well... impressed by Shakhtar, though. Yeah, I like I like the way that they play. They play from mm-hmm. a real strong defensive sort of the union. They've got some really really quality players, you know. So, but of course they're not at Liverpool's level, you know. Neither the other two, Porto or or, or, or Basel, so yeah. Only
0: because I, I sort of think you sort of build, I'd like to build up, do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It so you know, gradually gets more and more difficult. Yeah, yeah, and I'd sort of, you know, I'd like sort of Anfield at 8 out of 10 almost for the last 16, yeah. Saving, yeah, yeah. 7 or 10 but out but of 10.
1: But wouldn't you like also one of those boom and go about, you know, because the group stages have been a little bit sort of, yeah moved to that isn't it because yeah. of the teams that we played against isn't it we got has, through, didn't we? You yeah aren't really. and he hasn't really announced himself has it no. you yeah. know so wouldn't it be fantastic also to get one of those sort of games where you go "Well, this is why we want to be in the champions league you know yeah I mean, but now of course yeah, of course you want to you want to win and you want to quarter you you want to go as far as you can isn't it but there's a risk that we might get one of the big ones yeah do you think i
0: mean I've said all along that I thought Liverpool could make an impact in the Champions League this year because I just think we have a team that can beat anybody on their day and I think cup football will quite suit them, I think they they obviously had a good run in the Europa League you know, fairly recently, two years ago um, and were able to beat sides that you know, objectively you would say were better than them, Dortmund for instance at the start time, we're a better side now, we're against better teams and we will be, but there's also the chance that the last 16 game isn't until February, James. And there's chances. Um, there's a chance for us to make our squad in January that bit stronger, um, and we could go into that game in February if we had our players fit as they are now. Lalana back, having played a bit, and maybe a new centre half in the mix. That we could look at a, a different proposition, couldn't we?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think. I think you're right, though. To to have serious hopes of going a long way, they're going to have to add to the squad in January. I think you only have to you have to you have to look at the lineup down at Brighton last weekend. You know, you couldn't you couldn't go into a, a you know a Champions League quarter final with a you can get away with it down at Brighton, um, but you, you know you're not going to get away with it against a you know a PSG in the quarterfinals or the semis or something like that. So, yeah, I think for, for you know going forward, I think. When Liverpool are as good as any anyone left in the competition, I don't think there's a better front four than 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 the, the four that Klopp has got um, in terms of how they link up together. Um, but the issue, yeah, is certainly defensively when you come up against the better teams, um, a lack of depth and a lack of quality. Um, you know, I thought Ragnar Clavin did really well last night, played well. Lovren's had a you know, something of a resurgence since his meltdown at Wembley. Um, but it is still a, an area of glaring weakness, and yeah, when you come up against the better teams, y- you will get found out.
1: How How do you think our defence would cope against our front four? <laughs> oh, I mean, but, but that's where you might come up against something very yeah, similar, yeah, in the last stages of the Champions League, so that's what you have to prepare yourself for, isn't it? Yeah, screw it. You, way way. Have, to <laughs> think you have to look at your own and go. We could be very close to to what we got ourselves, is and How would we cope with that? Yeah. We would probably struggle, wouldn't we?
0: Yeah. But we, what
1: about? I mean, are, are we gonna are we gonna buy in January? We? Well, I mean, he must he
0: must be aware, even if it's just the fact that he's had to, you know, he's had to. Okay, it was down to illness, but he's had to play Ginny Wanaldam and Ray Chan at centre back. In a, he's had to, you know, completely change his way of. You say, James, you got away with it at Brighton. He's not a
1: back three manager, is he? <laughs> he's that, absolutely
0: yeah. a flat back, he's a flat back forward isn't he? Yeah. you know yeah. and so I, he must know the the question is is was the is the van Dijk pursuit at a stage where things have moved on with it and they can actually talk amicably about it in January or is Klopp prepared even to wait until the end of the season and just get as far as he can with the squad as it is now but I'm not sure you don't even even if you're not looking to buy at Van Dijk level, I'm not sure you don't need to go and buy at just for a number. A, but but better than say someone better than Clavan. Go on, then, then. you know. Well, Christian Walsh is our man on this, and he <laughs> I refer everyone to the Echo website piece yesterday or the day before where he looked at centre halves who they could perhaps go and and but who aren't necessarily doing getting games at their club at the moment but have had a level of performance had pedigree and you know I'm not sure if, if the vibe is that
1: if you like and this is very clever now put on the shoulders of Christian yeah (laughs) <laughs>
0: no. no, well, he is our sort of—he yeah, yeah. is our man who knows who's available. He's a scout. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he is our. Chris so, what did he come up with then? Well, he came up with several. Um, of top of my head, I can't remember any of them. <laughs> no, no, but there's there's ten of them there. So it was a great piece, yeah.
2: <laughs> it was, yeah, really but, made a lasting impression on you.
0: Well, I mean, there was th- th- <laughs> there are a
1: number who yeah, aren't of getting course, the game at their yeah, clubs. Yeah, yeah. um, you know, do you think? Do you think it'd be worth Liverpool on the second of January just to ring up Southampton and go, "Here's 60 and if they yeah. say no, move on, and you know, instead of spending the whole of January, or could we see a situation where, if if nothing happens, then there might be some contract extensions instead to to kind of keep the fans happy instead?
2: Yeah, I think
0: that's a standard practice, isn't yeah, it? Throw a new contract yeah. at yeah. somebody to I mean, for
2: me. Firmino's the next in line, exactly. That would be. Yeah. The... Could they do
0: that in January
1: if, in case yeah. they don't get somebody?
2: Yeah, but. I mean, it will be interesting to see how Klopp approaches it because obviously, with everything that went on last summer with Van Dyke, the agreement that Liverpool had then, which came from the top in terms of John W. Henry, was that we, we've withdrawn our interest for this window officially. Now, obviously, yeah. that wasn't the case in terms of Liverpool were desperately hoping that Southampton would come back and yeah, go would, the, would actually say, well, actually we're, We can yeah. be tempted. Yeah, especially when Van Dyke was kicking up a stink and mm. training with the youth team, and that didn't happen. Um, because you know, for various reasons, what you know, one that Southampton was so angry with the way that Liverpool had conducted themselves earlier on in the window, and also you know, they didn't want to lose one of their top assets, and they were sick to death of Liverpool cherry picking their best players each summer. So, I think they felt as if PR wise, with their fans, it just couldn't be justified. Similarly to the way that Liverpool couldn't justify selling Coutinho to Barcelona, but um, you know, I'd, that agreement doesn't extend beyond. You know, it doesn't it doesn't still it's not still there. I, you know, there's nothing to stop Liverpool picking up the phone and putting a bid in, in January. Which you know, it, I think they will do. Um, whether Southampton will be any more receptive than they were last summer, on I'm, I'm not sure. I think, but I mean, it'd be interesting to see whether Klopp. You know, you said about I agree with you that I think if Van Dijk's not a goer, then they have to know at the start of January, and they have to look to bring in someone else. Um, but obviously. They had all summer to do that and they didn't because Klopp was adamant that Van Dyke was the one and he was prepared to wait. You know, the question is is he prepared to wait till next summer? Yeah, but
1: even if we got Van Dyke, you almost feel we could do with another Well, yeah, that's uh, yeah, But then I because, think that was the case last year. Because summer as Clavin well. is not getting any younger, is he? And the other two. Just don't play enough games to no. do No, Lovren yeah. and and, and uh, Machi, don't play enough games. Yeah. Well, it
2: was interesting that's not not it? The, the Lovren came off. You know, when you were, we, we were saying surely he'll bring off.
1: Yeah, yeah, Mo Salah. Yeah,
2: Wrap them in cotton the derby. Yeah. It was actually Lovren. Yeah. Which shows you where the
0: weakness in his team is, the, well, that you yeah. cannot afford... <laughs> an well, injury. An yeah. injury. Yeah. So I think there was two things there. One was you can't afford an under injury at centre-back. Also, I think, half an hour, let's have a look at Joe Gomez yeah, at yeah, centre-back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't think it was a great game to look at Joe Gomez at centre-half, no. because I think he have 5-0 up by the yeah. time he came off. So, But, I mean, I put a little bit of my analysis, maybe there's two of the future back four. Joe Gomez at centre-half, Trent so Alexander-Arnold right. at right back. Yeah. Um, and that might I still think that's still more of a, a next year scenario um, than it is this year but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see but uh, um, could you
1: she Liverpool bitten for Johnny Evans at West Plum?
0: I don't think so I think he's at the wrong, wrong Johnny Evans. I think yeah, he's at think the wrong
2: end
1: a, of the age vibe
2: You'd definitely say he could do a job but yeah, it'd be a, it'd be yeah, it would be an un-Liverpool like signing in yeah. terms of
1: but you know, you know, you always think of it, I mean, I'll get Gary McAllister and whatever, but yeah. sometimes you pull something out, don't you? And yeah, he's got big club pedigree, hasn't he? He knows what it takes. I actually think he's a very good player, but there's a lot of history there. Lad.
2: Get Stephen Corker
1: back, Yes, Stephen Gray. He can play up front, can't you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think that's the only January signing he's made, isn't it? Yeah, I the think only... it is. But
1: it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because when Michael Keane was at Burnley, I thought he looked a really, really good player.
2: Yeah.
1: Now he's at Everson and he no longer looks a really good player. And yeah. so I thought the two down at Brighton have defended really well this season and Duncan yeah. Duffy, and when Liverpool came to town, he couldn't defend, you know? So yeah. it is difficult, isn't it? It's, they're not screaming out at you, you know, yeah. come and get me, I'm, I'm ready, you know? Yeah. Um, Harry Maguire, I liked him, gone to Leicester, he's doing OK, but again, he's not filling you with... Thinking he's any better than we already got, you know. So it is difficult.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, fingers crossed. Jurgen has a plan. I mean, I've always thought that the fact that he didn't buy in the summer tells has always said to me that he thinks he can get yeah, yeah. Van Dijk yeah, in the future. Eventually. eventually. No, it's just a matter of what time scale he's working to. But uh, um, moving on, we should uh, we'll park European football there and we'll get back to the most domestic of domestic games that it's possible to have on Sundays. Merseyside Derby, um, yeah, and we know Jordan Henderson's playing. Yeah, um, that's right, yeah, and Manuel uh, be back in. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you can't imagine that there'll be, to be honest, too many changes. No, I think there's,
1: there's going to be changes between Sunday and Wednesday, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, I think on Sunday against Everton, it's going to be pretty much the way it was against Spartak Moscow.
0: Yeah, and and it, that being said, we are yes, Everton will be well rested in the sense that no one has gone. No one's not gone. Even the manager. Not even the manager. I don't, <laughs> don't think even Sammy Lee stayed behind as well. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Craig Shakespeare. I think's gone to Cyprus. So I think uh, our man Phil, Kurt Bride of the Echo uh, is probably getting a place on the bench mm-hmm. with the with the the other lads. But the um, yeah, it's um, there's not the Everton will be well rested, but um, they're still going to struggle, yeah, aren't they? To to deal with a Liverpool
1: who are really hitting their stride, yeah, because at a good time, because because what we we have, they don't have. We have energy, we have pace, which they don't have. Uh, they have a lot of experienced footballers, a lot of relatively intelligent footballers, but they want to play football in a certain way. And, and if we get it right, and we get in between the lines, and we get them on the road and on the run, they're in trouble, and, and and they know that. What I do think will help Liverpool slightly is that. They've had two results. You know, so whereas without those two results, they might have come to Anfield and put everybody behind the ball and just made it. But but now they'll they'll have some ambitions, you know. I mean they've had a couple of good results, isn't it? Rooney and Guilfield and the, the back in, they're playing, they're scoring and so they will they will think, yeah, okay, we've got to be on our we've got to be on our toes, but we also wanna show something ourselves. So I actually think those two results might play a little bit into Liverpool's hands. Any Allardyce factor for you in terms? Well, of he was the last manager to win a Premier League game at Anfield, wasn't he? Uh, I saw his uh, survival points the other week—six survival points. Uh, don't concede first. The blah blah whatever and you thought. You know, geez, is that worth six million a year? But apparently it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're all annoyed we didn't come up with those. Uh, yeah, Could you to, imagine? Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have been sitting around this
0: table today, yeah. wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. No, um, oh, I
1: mean Sam Allardyce is not a bad manager. He's, he, you know where you where you're going to get. Uh, he'll take Everton to seventh. Of that, I have very little doubt. Uh, but for the time being, and that's not a, a slur on Everton, but, but but that's the best Everton can hope for, you know.
2: Yeah, eighteen years since they last won at Anfield. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Does do you think? I know, that obviously, teams evolve and players change, but do you think that psychologically, yeah, that does course. have an impact? It has to have. In other you can't explain it, can you?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's far worse teams than Everton that, that that hasn't gone eighteen years without winning at Anfield, isn't yeah. it? You know, so yeah, of course. It 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 has to play an impact, and it's it's that kind of two games. Of, well, certainly, you you know you you got to be ready for this one. This is you know you got to be ready. Isn't it? If you still for eighteen years haven't been right, there's something there's something affecting them, isn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah and I was looking at your record. Would it surprise you, you know you played more games against Everton for Liverpool than any other team? Really? Yeah, yeah, nineteen times okay. you played against them. And I
1: remember a few defeats. Yeah, my first one was a defeat. Who was it? Yeah? The Graham Sharp own goal, uh, offside goal. No, it was not. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think we were. This was, what was October. I think it was October 1984, and I'd been at the club for a couple of months, and it was it was pretty difficult to, to get adjusted to doing this football as the best of times. But then the derby came, and I don't think we quite realised at Liverpool at the time how close Everton were to us. You know, because yeah. Liverpool had obviously been the best team. Never mind in England, in the whole of Europe. But and then all of a sudden, Everton came to that day, and I remember saying to some of us, "After these are really, really good." And they went, oh, "I'm not so sure." But they won the league that year, didn't? They? And they were really good, but they were competitive. You know, they never gave you a second. And they actually beat us one 0 in both both league games that season. So, uh, uh, did you, know, you did you notice in the week running up to
0: a derby, things were was, any different with any of your Yeah, particularly was, some of the teammates. Yeah, was? Of course, it was. I mean,
1: obviously the, the the sort of build up and the hype was a lot less. Uh, there was no 24 hour TV. It was a lot less, of it. everything was a lot less, isn't it? But nevertheless, mm-hmm. where we got it, where the players don't get it stable, we got it on the street, didn't we? Yeah. You know, because we used to walk around the streets or pop into the bookie and have a little better with them. That's where we got it, isn't it? Yeah. The players get it through media and now whatever. It is. And so there, was, there was, nobody was ever in any doubt. This is it, you know? And, and, and then when we lost, I mean, the first, you had, what's the dressing room? Wasn't it? You know, after the game, everybody's looking and going, "What's happening here?" You know, and then the players' lounge after, and then, you know, in the pub after for the pint. everybody's going, "What's happening here?" You know, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a one-off, isn't it? But certainly for the next three years, it wasn't a one-off because they were our equal for the next three years from eighty-four to eighty-seven. You know I me, mean? but, but
0: I mean that was a golden era for Merseyside yeah, football. And both clubs were fantastic. the two, two best teams, the I mean? best
1: teams in the land. So apart from pride and the three points, you also played for league positions, didn't it? Because it really mattered, didn't it? You know, if 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 you lost, but. As, as much as you, I've played some horrible derby games, you know, that, that's been nothing but battles. But it's, it's those psychological games in where you know one mistake is going to cost, so you, so you don't make any mistakes, the concentration is massive. But I've also played some great derby games, you know, the, the 85, 86, the good as in 3-2, a game of two halves, the four all. Uh, there's, there's been some fantastic games over the years. You know?
2: Which is your favourite?
1: Probably the 3-2, because... Yeah. It was, it was just, I mean, we were 3-0 at half-time. And obviously we played really, really well, and in the second half it was like the Alamo. Everton absolutely battered us, you know. So that was them at their best, and, our, and us at our best, you know. It was a real sort of, it was like, let me show what I can do, you know. So we did it in the first half, and they did it in the second half, and the players on the show, you know, it was it was just, it was something else. I thought it was a really, really... I mean, the, the, the four-all game, you kind of go back to it. It was a game that we completely dominated. Uh, we were much the better team but we kept giving away goals, you know, that, that allowed everton back into the but the, the three two was just two good teams going at it and I mean two really, really good teams.
0: That the four all you mentioned obviously brings up the FA Cup and the FA Cup draw with, 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 yeah, with, with yeah, the yeah. typical what is it we can say now? At least they can confirm the league, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> the uh I mean it I don't know there was, was split in the office I, I felt it was completely unnecessary for Liverpool to get Everett at yes, this stage sure. Neil Jones in the office is absolutely
1: you know thinks it's a great draw I think it's a great draw uh, yeah. it is yeah. uh, I mean it's, it's also something that, maybe it's not, not to do with us but it's also great for the FA Cup isn't it Yeah. you know you do you do need because the sort of minnows against the big boys doesn't quite it doesn't have what it used to does it no. Because even the clubs at lower levels aren't the way they used to be, where they had nothing like everybody's got something now, and they've all got brand new stadiums and whatever. It's not quite, you know, we used to somebody play some of the places we visited over the years, you know, it isn't like that anymore, yeah. is it? So it isn't quite the minerals against the big boys, isn't quite doesn't catch the imagination anymore, does it? Yeah, it's just the big games now, isn't it? But Friday night.
2: It's going to be yeah. interesting, isn't it? Because I think yeah. that that game, Klopp would have had FA Cup third yeah. round. He'd have had that circle as almost a reserve team, yeah, exactly. Then, in terms of that, would be I the know. next chance for you know Woodburn. Yeah. You know, Salanki would have started that. Yeah. You, know, you go through the fringe players, but I suddenly know. now he no can't. longer. He can't do that. Can no.
1: He? No. There is there is Premier League close where he would have gone away with playing that he.
2: Yeah.
1: But not the blue was. I mean. He can
0: still, like he has been doing these last few weeks, though he can still bring six changes in yeah, that game, and would And he's bringing in Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain at, at uh, you know, thirty-five million, and and it, and we've seen that, you know, he can change five game to game, and standard isn't dropping appreciably, really, and that's the position he needed to get to. I think, I do think, probably he would have used the FA Cup maybe to go even further into the squad yeah. and those younger players that you were talking about Piercy the Gruich yeah. the world if he's still there in January we know he's potentially going on loan um, but yeah Woodburn of course we've seen nothing off this year at all have we at senior level we both saw him yesterday in the UEFA Youth League um, and you'd like to see him get another go but I do think it's probably going to have to wait with that with that draw because it you know yeah, you can't take... The, the FA Cup's a competition Liverpool want Liverpool to be never, winning this year. never
2: beaten Everton, have they, in an FA Cup tie at Anfield? I think, the, is that, I think that's... Uh, the last time Everton lost a Cup tie at Anfield, it was their home ground. <laughs>
1: She's yeah. pulled a stat on yeah, it there, on this true. piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Well, it's, um, I just remember, it, we, obviously, the one leading up to the 4 all because the 4 was a replay, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. a nil-nil. Um, yeah. And really one of those, you know, we talked about before, horrible games, with no football played, just... A massive bit. Do
2: you think do you think it's lost some of its appeal the Merseyside derby? You know, obviously the, the great thing about the ones that you played in was that, as you said, there was so much more than pride at stake because you were the best, two best teams. Now, you know, this weekend was it? You know, it's going to be fourth against twelfth or whatever Everton are at the moment. And yeah, I think to it's the wider for a long time to
1: the wider audience. I mean, I, you know, I guess if you pop into somebody in America now, they would say that the, that the Manchester derby is probably the bigger game on the Sunday, isn't it? So, but. Locally, it's it's still massive, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it it still matters. Uh, Crystal Palace when they play Brighton is a, is a massive game in, in their part of the world, isn't it? So it's still a massive game. It doesn't quite have what it, what it used to be, but nevertheless, it's the one game that you you really don't want to be losing it.
0: And Liverpool Everton in the cup, young. Yeah, we can't talk about it without talking about that eighty six cup final. Your
1: favourite game in red? Yeah, wasn't what, right I mean, it, it's also to do with the fact that it it was a big game, wasn't it? uh I do believe that the FA Cup in the 70s 60s 70s and 80s were probably as big as the european Cup final uh, it had the same appeal on the continent me as a young boy the same appeal I never ever dreamt of playing in the European Cup final but I wanted to play in an FA Cup final obviously thinking it's never going to happen uh, and then when he came in 1986, I always say that when you any game you play in you want to you want to win. Uh, but you also want the game To be dramatic Because the more dramatic The longer it gets remembered uh, And then finally You always want to take A little bit away For yourself don't you uh, I believe over, over time Hundreds and hundreds Of players have played In Cup Final And nobody remembers them hadn't played That's just the way It is isn't it mm. uh, What gets remembered Is goal scorers And whatever isn't it So I actually think That my first Cup Final I achieved all of that We won It was dramatic Because Everton A very very good team Were, were winning 1-0 and we turned it around, and I was fortunate enough to be—I don't know—fortunate enough, but I was good enough to be involved in in, in in all of our goals, isn't it? So things that people say to me, and I always think that's a good indication. When you meet people on the street, and they go, "It's either the Manchester United goal, or it's the Cup Final, isn't it?" So it's, you're always remembered for something. Even the, the greatest players in the world, somebody will walk up to Steven Gerrard, and they'll just have one Steven Gerrard moment. Yeah, and it's the same with me. So it's either United goal or the FA Cup Final in '86. So it, it left the an Impression on the fans, but it also left an impression on me because it was everything I thought it was going to be, you know. And it's all very good saying once you won, isn't it? But, but it was the whole build up and the, the, you know, getting to Wembley, the excitement was incredible because although we had a team that, that had done everything, nobody in that team had done the FA Cup final. You know, yeah. last time Liverpool were in the Cup final it was '77, and none of those players were were involved. They played in '86, so for everybody, it was like a brand new experience, you know. And the fact that it was Everton, it was just incredible. Well,
0: let's hope. We get through that third round, and you know, I think it'd be great for Klopp's team to go and win something. Probably, you'd have to say outsiders for the Champions League. For all that, I think they're a very dangerous team for anyone to get in the draw. But um, FA Cups an, an opportunity this year. If we can get through it, James, and uh, yeah. it'd be nice to. I sort of feel that we've seen enough good football under Klopp in what will have been two and a half years by the end of the season that. I feel like there probably should be a trophy on the sideboard by the end of the season, but you know, there there aren't many to go for and you know, it's one true. of them yeah, Realistic chance, yeah the yeah. one one's, you know, pretty much halfway to the Etihad Stadium, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well I think the big thing is the fact that the squad is that much stronger, isn't it? I think I think everyone was fearful obviously last season when it was Wolves, were not they, Anfield that, that that knocked Liverpool out then and you know, that team that day didn't it shouldn't have got beaten, but it also didn't fill you with a great deal of hope <clears throat> pre-match. And I think he, as you said, you know, he, he now he's in a position where he can make four or five changes without standards slipping alarmingly. And and I hope, I hope, you know, he he does have a really good shot at the FA Cup because, you know, as Jan said, those those memories, those you know, those trophy winning days, they're the ones that you really remember. You know, it, modern football has become, you know, it, there's an obsession with the top mm. four and. And obviously, you know, you... Balance you, sheets, there's an obsession yeah, with balance sheets, yeah. where can we make money, isn't and it? And it's, you know, it's... And of course, being in the Champions League is important. But, you know, they're, they're not... You know, people aren't going to... In 30, 40 years' time, you're not going to be telling your no. grandkids, are you, about you know, that amazing year when we finished fourth. And it's, you know, they, you know, the best days I've had in this job have been covering cup finals. Yeah, and,
1: there's nothing like it, is it? Yeah. And, and the third round of the FA Cup, you had a million miles away for the final, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But Once you get anywhere near it, you know, and I was quite fortunate during my time at Liverpool, and we, we we did well, really well in the FA Cup, you know. So yeah. the, the you can't you can't beat the exam. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, and also because it's like Champions League is great, isn't it? But you play a Champions League semi-final away from home, you get two thousand tickets or whatever is in the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley. all them things yeah. are just completely different, isn't it? You know, it's got a much different feel to it.
0: Yeah, well, it's time that Liverpool had a pleasant visit to Wembley we haven't had many recently have we so um, let's hope that that third round game is the first step on a road to uh, you know a, a journey that will end at Wembley in May but um that will just about do us, I think. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend some time with Mr Jan Molby. Jan, thank you very much. No problems, Andy. as always. You're welcome. Uh, Piercy, thank you very much. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it, everybody. And, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon with more uh, Reds talk here on Anfield Extra. Cheerio.